welcome, 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 everybody. Becky left the chats. Mixtape speed. This is June 92, and we are doing some TV. Jen, you ready? Yes. So this is a little bit of a special kind of TV one, only because when we were looking at it, we found that a lot of the stuff had a relation to MTV in some tangential way, right? A lot of the stuff we are choosing to talk about. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, you know, for the most part, I think last month when we were talking about like sweeps and shows going off the air and kind of new shows, they don't do a lot of stuff in terms of summer programming. Um, I did see a couple shows that came on, but for the most part, we're going to focus on a little show called MTV's The Grind, which premiered the MTV Movie Awards. It was their first time that was out there and just kind of what you watched when you were a kid. In the summer, just those summer feels. Like, did I mean, I know I talked a little bit about it before, but I mean, we used to do like a Twilight Zone marathon and stuff like that. That would be on Sci Fi Channel. So, some, some interesting stuff to kind of dive into here. Are you ready to go, Jen? Mm hmm. So, Jen, tell me about the grind. Tell me your <laughs> attachment to the grind. I mean, I remember the grind. Okay. Being on. Uh, I guess I watched it sometimes when I came home from school. The biggest thing I remembered was Eric Nice was the host. Uh, nice. Eric Nice. Eric I nice. always say it wrong. Eric Nice. Okay. Um, so I remember him being the host. And I was like, I think Eric Nice was the host. And then we actually just watched some of it. And he was. And I was like, yay, my memory works. Um, he was the host. But basically, uh, yeah, the grind, man. It's just a dance party on TV, right? Like it is what it is it's just people dancing to music usually like hip-hop um i feel like the earlier ones or at least the ones that weren't taking place as much like on the beach and stuff like they kind of like intertwined music videos with yeah. the people dancing and right. like it felt like the earlier ones like when this started back in june 92 it was more like teenagers kind of dancing it looks kind of like an after school club you know like it definitely you, you know what you know what it reminds it, <laughs> it reminds me of like the mickey mouse club for like grown-ups kind of where they're like oh here's like a party but like you can hang out at the party if you're into that party but are they even really grown-ups like when it, well for like older kids right so yeah. if you were if you were into the mickey mouse club when you were a kid then maybe you aged into like okay so i'm gonna be on mtv and then i'm gonna watch all this other stuff sure right? but then when we we watch that's like the ones from 92 and you know the kids are wearing like their baggy shirts and they you know they just look like awkward teenagers who are really awkwardly dancing and then the ones in like 95 96 like the later ones that are on the beach or by a pool it's like you know all these super fit young people in like bikinis like grinding <laughs> on the ground and like it, it you know it takes as the 90s take a they, they pivot right <laughs> from starting kind of like bubblegummy and they turn a little bit when 90s get a little raunchy right like is that fair to say i don't know i feel like is this... it fair to say as we literally rewatch uh, the attitude era well that's what does that's what's in like, my head gets, but it, i mean there's other things besides there is a crescendo <laughs> of things that happen in the late 90s of just like completely leaning all the way into our most base level people right so um, you know, we, we mentioned before, we do have a movie club where we watch older movies. And at one point we were watching a lot of those old eighties teen comedies and the stuff that they got away with and they said, and they did was totally part of the culture that 
people we were watching it with now that are younger, that are in their mid twenties and stuff that are in the club. They're like, I don't understand. Not that they don't understand, but like they, and I wouldn't say they were necessarily offended, but they just didn't like any of the, of course, yeah. any of the things. Cause they're like, why did we do this? And that well, was really, I, I think all this crests in like, the as they shouldn't kind of, right. because well, little, like, if tough. I watch stuff from like when my parents were kids from the fifties and sixties, some of that stuff is well, the racist horrifyingly jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. racist. Like the little rascals and stuff like that, really bad. Horrifyingly sexist. Right. And they watch it, and they're like, well, this is how it was back then. Right. But I will say, like, sometimes watch, not and not, I'm not talking about the grind, but, like, some of the stuff that we rewatch, I'm like, oh, my God, like, whoa, didn't realize how bad this was. But, yeah. um. I would say when we were watching the grind, and we watched some of it on YouTube, we watched a couple videos, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, man. And I mentioned to you, I said, this just wasn't, you know, as we know, just talking about the music and stuff like that, just none of it was my music. None of it was my scene. So I never would have watched that show. The, the closest I came to pop, I think, in the mid 2000s was like TRL. Like I watched that. Yeah. Right. Which was Total Request Live, which I feel like a lot of people probably watch that. Right. Of sure. our age group, because I liked watching certain videos of certain bands I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah, And it was yeah. on after school at, like, the right time. I never called in or anything like that. Like, I didn't try to, like, get on the air. But, like, that was, like, a big thing, I think, for our age group. But this was just bounced right off. I'm like, nah, I don't want to go to this dance party ever. I, would, I don't want to be at this place ever. I don't want to dance into this music ever. That's me. Anyway. I would, like, pop it on, especially, like, the earlier days, like, of it. I, I'd keep it on just kind of have it in the background. Because it just kind of gave a vibe, especially, like, the outdoor ones. With that being said, when we were watching it, you were like, oh, you probably just wanted to be on the grind so bad. And I'm like, no, man. I mean, I like, was kidding with you. I but... literally <laughs> could not dance. I wanted to be a fly girl. Didn't mean I could dance. Also, you know, just being a young girl is so just rage-filled jealousy at anyone that looked good in a bikini. So it was just, <laughs> it was not the scene for me but i mean i did probably have it on more than i'd want to admit um also wasn't really my music i mean i yeah i think we were more into like grunge and rock at the time but mm -hmm. kind of love it now like i wouldn't mind having some grind from the from the 90s on in the background as i'm going through my day i did find out that when it first started they had to move from their original location which was where they also filmed club mtv which was basically the precursor to the grind, um, to 1550 Broadway, which I'm pretty sure is where MTV still is now. And they would film the grind on the rooftop, but because of noise ordinances, they basically just danced to silence and then had to dub the music in after. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. So normally what we do, and, and this is really the only show I think at this point that we're going to talk about here. Like, we also get into, like, what left and what came back. So, like we said, Club MTV, which was kind of sort of the, you know, the thing that preceded this. This left off of this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, did you watch Club MTV? Mm, like, no. I'm only asking to be like, did you watch that? Because you knew what the grind was when I was like, oh, the grind. Like, I didn't watch any of Club MTV. No. Um, but that seemed to do it in New York. So, I just think it's funny that they did that. Um, and then they just, like, had these problems that they had to, like, just not even have I, a dance party for a dance party show. It's kind of silly. I think when The Grind came out was right around when, I mean, probably a couple years after I was allowed to watch MTV. Right. Um, 
That's why I remember my babysitter put it on once, and I was like, this is great, and I was probably like eight or something. Is but there... this, at this point, I was allowed to stay home by myself, so I just did what I wanted. What, but... Do you, like, <laughs> when you think now, for real, and like the interactions we've had with people with kids and stuff, it's like, I really wasn't allowed to watch MTV. Like, it would, we were not allowed to watch it. I don't, it was like, we couldn't watch that, and we couldn't watch HBO. Like, HBO, obviously, for obvious reasons, but MTV was like... It's just wild to think about that now. I just really think about it to be like, that was really a thing that we got like gatekeeped and then you wanted to see it because you're like, well, why can't I watch it? Like what's on here? And it was really fucking boring. 90% of it was boring. I kind of loved it. I think... No, I mean like later, but I'm saying like right now with all this stuff, like the real world gets better. These things get better. But I'm saying it wasn't like, like if your parents sat and watched it, I don't think that they would be like, this is the worst thing I've ever... Like, I don't think it was as bad as they made it out to be. I... You know what I mean? agree with you. I also feel like, uh, I know so many parents now, like, and I don't know, it's hard to say this because we don't have kids, right? But it's also the Wild West out there now, you know? Like, no, I, I was actually going to say the exact opposite. I mean, I guess it is in terms of, like, the internet and everything, um, for sure, but I feel like kids are so sheltered, I mean, to an unbelievable degree now, like... I've met kids that are, like, 11 or 12 that I basically feel like are into the things I was into when I was, like, 7 or 8. You know what I mean? Well, do you feel, you know, and again, this is why I want to bring this in here because this is kind of, you know, turned into a little bit or it's going to be a little bit of, like, an MTV episode. But do you kind of feel, like, looking at this 30 years later, that maybe, you know, the the internet and the on-demand television, maybe that somehow losing those bumpers and the guardrails of like actual television on cable like is kind of what birthed that generation you know the idea of cutting the cord because it's like you can't watch that but like it could be broadcast on tv it really wasn't that big of a deal i watch this stuff now and i'm like this really wasn't that big of a deal the mtv stuff i think yeah i think that you know know, and it's funny too because you will talk about how you watch horror movies all the time. Yeah, with there's right? no problem. And I, I watched remember, Terminator 2. Like, I was just going to say that. I've watched that. Terminator 2 a million times. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no problem and with it's that. And Terminator 2 scared me so bad. But I think that the difference, and even now it still kind of exists between kids being exposed to, like, sex, which is what the MTV stuff is, right? It's because mm-hmm. it's kind of, like, a little bit sexy, right? Opposed to violence? Like, why is violence okay, but sex, which is actually, like... A natural thing that doesn't really hurt anybody, you know. Well, because of our the roots of our society. I mean, it just it's goes wild. back. It just goes back to what our parents refused to want to see on TV, you know, or their parents refused to yeah. talk about. They wanted to see, so then here you go, and then now it's just like you know everybody loses their mind about it. And, and I like, get wow. you don't want like you know five year olds watching. Right. And I remember when I was a kid, I was I watched Dirty Dancing at like a very young age, and I remember that, that was like what a movie, right? But I was little, so I didn't get it. And then I wanted to watch it because my friend, like, I don't know. I remember wanting to watch it when I was, like, maybe, like, nine or ten. And my parents were like, no, you can't watch that. And I was like, you let me watch it when I was little. And now I get it because now I'm like, oh, because I probably would have understood a little bit and more. Ask questions or try to ask awkward questions. Like, I remember once my poor aunt, I was just asking her what a condom was because we were watching some show and this girl mentioned a condom. And I think I asked her 85 times, what's a condom? And her, her answer, a condom. And I'm like, but what is it? She's like, it's a condom. Like she literally just did not break. And uh, shout out Aunt Rita. 
No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I was it was like, a different hand. Because <laughs> I, I would be like, Aunt Rita would probably tell you. but Oh, no, she probably would. She taught me how to spell the word crap when I was a little kid. Mm. And I would just run around <laughs> yelling, C-R-A-P. <laughs> she got it. Yeah, she but, got it. Yeah, back on, the, back on the grind here. Yeah, I think that was our a little, little tangent. detour. I did want to say, you know, there were a couple shows that premiered, which we didn't get into. Uh, one of them called Down the Shore, which I thought was funny. It's a show about the Jersey Shore and people hooking up. Mm. That didn't. That I wanted two to seasons. watch that. Yeah, I, I didn't. You care couldn't enough. find it. No. Um, or you didn't try to find it. Didn't try. Didn't care. On the air, which is a show uh, that David Lynch actually did. That lasted a couple episodes. Nothing really crazy. Huh. Doctor Dean, Grapevine, show called Raven, and the uh, the classic and legendary Red Shoe Diaries. But not Raven like the Raven. No, of... no, not not like this. That's so Raven. No, no. But what I wanted to preview before we get into the movie awards here is next month's premiere of Melrose Place, Jen. That's going to be a big show for the 90s. Yeah, did you watch that? Um, Not really. I watched a little bit of Beverly Hills 90210, not a ton. And I feel like I watched a couple, like we'll we'll watch a couple episodes of Melrose Place. We'll put that on. Yeah, I'd love to. August, we get the Larry Sanders show, which you've never seen any of, which we need to, you need to watch. Which is embarrassing. I've seen a lot of it. We also get Martin appears at the end of, of August, <laughs> which I watched that. I did too. Yeah, I did like too. <laughs> a sitcom that was on on Fox. I watched that. Are You Afraid of the Dark? I watched that. Oh my gosh, Shanene. Uh, I just got I wild, wildly brought back to like, Shanene. September literally is a banger of a month that we have coming out. Batman the Animated Series, which is huge. Huge. Mm. Goof Troop. Um, the Addams Family Show. California Dreams, Jen. California Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the Plucky Duck show, which I remember. King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, which I remember. Like, I, no, I didn't watch the Rush Limbaugh television show. The fact that this is your banger of the <laughs> a banger month for you. American Justice. Remember that show? No. Oh, so American Justice, I'll tell you. And again, we're just like, not killing time, but just previewing because September is insane. American Justice was like the precursor to all of these like id all this other stuff it was on annie it was narrated by bill curtis and it would literally like talk about like the american justice system and like a crime and a murder and like go through the whole thing but it was like the first show kind of like that and like autopsy i feel like remember autopsy I on hate, hbo I hated autopsy, where the guy would talk yeah. about but th- those are like the That's first show because i remember we would it. watch i remember we watched a couple like american justices in like you know public justice class in in like junior high and high school because it was like this is showing how the system worked because it was on A&E so there was nothing grisly there was minimal reenactments but it was basically like talking about cases and presenting them and now of course it's like there's just five different channels that are like here's Dateline here's this here's this this was a show like that oh it was like the first on A&E. one of the first well it was like I feel like it was one of the first ones on cable that I can kind of recall obviously mm. 60 Minutes was around I think Dateline was around or 48 hours but this is like on cable and so I just remember A&E because A&E didn't have a lot of stuff you know, a lot of these channels, you know, like you see with MTV and stuff, they didn't have all the, the glut of programming that they have, like, now, or they just didn't evolve into what they were. So I remember American Justice was like a... I mean, again, just the fact that it's coming out is a thing. The Golden Palace, right? <laughs> yeah, we want to deep dive into that. Uh, Picket Fences, which I remember that show, so my parents used to watch that. I never watched it, but I remember Nickelodeon it. Guts. Mmm! Yes. Um, Hang with Mr. Cooper. Remember that show? Yes. Of course. Uh, the Ben Stiller show premiered, which oh. I didn't I didn't watch that, but... Neither that did show. I. That's all September. And then there's a few other shows in there, too. Like, that's all September, though. So, like, I just told you all of September. So, we have, like, 
in July, I also left out Def Comedy Jam. I remember that. I, oh, I, that started in, Ju- in oh, July. Oh, we're in July June. First. We're, we're in July. June. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. There's all, all these things the coming here. up. So like July will be pretty simple. We'll have a couple good things to talk about. August, we'll have probably three or four things we're going to watch and kind of talk about. But September's going to be a while. And then September, I think we're going to bleed. I think we'll probably have to choose like cartoons and then squap a little into something else and something else. Because like in October, you have the show Ghost Rider premiere on PBS. Great Scott on uh, Fox. I, I don't eat. Wow. Great Scott is an American sitcom starring Tobey Maguire and Kevin Connolly. That aired on Fox from October 4th to November 29th. So apparently a 13 episode thing with Tobey Maguire and Kevin Connolly. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that was... Who knew? No. I, that's It's funny when you see those and you're like, oh. They're probably that? such babies. Yeah. And then a show called Toon Heads. An eyewitness video. Remember eyewitness video on NBC? Yeah. And then my favorite cartoon as a kid, X-Men, which I love that. X-Men 92, which is cool. Yeah. And then nothing premieres in November. So I gave you those three things in October. Nothing in November. And the Jackie Thomas show and Shaky Ground end us in December. So we'll have to kind we'll of... We'll have to take a look at tell, what, yeah, we're gonna, what cool we're, episodes We're going to plot it out a little bit more here. We're just giving you a kind of... An interlude, but we're gonna plot it out a little bit more because there's a lot that comes in September, which is, which is, you know, this is what this all Calm was. Calm down, it's only June. You're trying to wish away my whole summer. No, I'm not wishing away your summer, but I'm trying to set reasonable expectations because it's crazy to think like right now, um, the way TV works, as we all know, is if you're a Netflix person, you're a Prime Video. You know, if you only have two or three subscription services, you're just getting stuff dropped every couple months. There's no, this was what it was. Everything premiered in September. And if it if it hit and bounced and didn't work, it didn't work. If you premiered in the summer, you were generally summer trash. That's why it's like wild that Melrose Place lasted as long as it did and all these other things. Because they were not, that wasn't how it worked. But it was cool when they did end up, you know, kind of making TV year round, I think. What do you think about that? Like TV year round and the streaming TV. Do you like that? Yeah, or- I never really, um, I'll be honest with you, I never really think about when things are on or when they premiere or the difference between summer TV or whatever. Like, I, I never even think about, mo- like, I know you're always talking about, like, oh, summer blockbuster movies and this movie and all trashy movies come out. I never think about that. I just, I just kind of, like, accept what's on and watch it. Or I'm, I like watching reruns. I don't care. Like, I'm not, I, things like that never really affected it, how I thought about things. I, I think it's know. so funny to, um, to do this with you versus doing it with like, you know, like if I did this with, let's say my sister or something like that. Right. So if my sister and I are doing this, you know, we had a similar experience. So for the, for the two of us, like, these are the things that we knew about, you know, we only had a couple TVs in the house. So these are the things we watched. Whereas when I do it with you and you're like, and I know you were an only child, your experience is completely mm-hmm. different, not just from being obviously a woman, but from the thing, like, like how you're literally talking, where it's like, I don't know about the, it's like, no, you'd look forward, we'd look forward to the summer movies because you're out of school. So that's why you go see the movies. We go with like neighbors, you go to like the, you know, the afternoon shows on a rainy day, like everybody would go. And you think about it and you're like, right, why would a Hollywood studio release a good movie in February when everybody's at school and it's dreary and it's shitty and nobody wants to go out? So you release like the, you know, love stories or the movies that nobody cares about whereas in the summer you want to pack people in you you know kids are out late kids are hanging out you know you do these other movies same thing with the tv that's why they just didn't have tv right all the actors and actresses would take off explore their projects do whatever and then get back to that grind of filming these sitcoms for 24 episodes like they would do every year you know 
It's just a different thing. So it's pretty cool to kind of um, go through some of this, talk about the stuff you like, talk about stuff I like. But the other thing I had on here was the MTV Movie Awards. So the MTV Movie Awards, we discovered, I guess this is the first time that they premiered, right? This is the first one this that was ever presented. One. Yeah. And it was, it premiered on June 10th, 92, hosted by Dennis Miller, who's huge in the early part of the 90s. Yeah. We had um, basically a sweep by Terminator 2, which is a movie that we've talked about a lot because I vividly recall seeing in the movie theater, which I never should have because I was nine. Same. It <laughs> eight like... and eight, I think. Eight, I think I was. Literally eight. You were at this point. I think eight because it came out in the summer. So I would, then I'm, now I'm nine in 92. You're going to turn nine. And the but movie you're came still out eight. in 91, I think. So Yeah, you're eight. I'm 10, I think, that at this point. When um, this movie comes out, I'm like, wow. I saw it in theaters as well, I believe, uh, as a 10-year-old. Or maybe we rented it. I don't know. Um, both Terminators freaked me out. <laughs> Probably too much for my age because I just don't like freaky stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. Did it? Did it freak you out? Because it freaked me out. I just remember like the scene because we recently rewatched that where like the knife is just like out of nowhere going through like the like is it the mom? Mm-hmm. Like her? Is it her mouth? Because he just like I, I don't know what there's like a knife. Stick. The dad, I think it's the it's like the stepdad because I think because the, the mom is the Terminator. But yeah. the movie didn't freak me out. I really enjoyed it, and I'm I'm you know it's one of those things that kind of sets a tone where you're like okay because I'm again I'm eight so I see Arnold Schwarzenegger, large in the life action hero. So you're like okay, and then you see, you know, this is considered one of the best special effects movies of its time for sure. Right. But but brought in a whole another level of special effects throughout, you know, and things people built on. It was like a foundational movie for practical action effects, live action effects, directed by James Cameron, who we know is directs some of the biggest movies of all time, right? Titanic, Avatar, this, like all of these things. So very seminal movie, like an amazing movie. So seeing it that young, you know, obviously. Probably but wait, 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 wait. Brain, but... Don't watch MTV. Whatever you do. Right? It's like you can't watch <laughs> MTV because you might get the wild music into you. You know, whatever whatever the pop music is. You just might get that. But you can watch this with this gratuitous love. But again, I think it's just one of those things where our parents and, and elders didn't give a fuck about certain things. They're like, ah, well, you want to see just, it. You know, you're going to see it anyway. drugs and rock and like, roll. Whatever. You and your and you're like, I think really... Like, my parents didn't care. My mom didn't care about the horror stuff because she liked it. So she liked the fact that, like, my sister hated the stuff. And my brother was just way too young. And he didn't like it either. So I think she just liked that someone liked it. Because my dad, I think, would, like, passively watch it but didn't care. So it was like, oh, you like it too? And, like, why I liked it, I don't know. Um, I know now why I continue to watch them. Because I like to watch, you know, find, like, hidden gems and, like, cool plots and, like, cool things. That's why, that's why I tell everybody... Um, you know, on our movie club and stuff, I'm like, I like horror movies because I like to watch what people do with minimal amount of um, money, right? Because for the most part, they don't have the same kind of budgets. So you're like, wow, you're able to like make a cool movie or make a cool thing or a cool concept. Whereas like, you could just, you know, insert action movie, which I know you hate, where you're like, well, you know, look, look at all these effects that they do in this $120 million action movie. I know you're not a huge fan of superhero movies either. I don't, I don't either. hate them. I don't think that's fair to say. I don't hate them. It's not them. your preference. Like, if, no, like, it's if not you... my preference. It doesn't mean I hate them. 
Oh, okay. But if you had to, you know, if you had to rank what you wanted to watch, right, you'd probably start with a comedy. Then maybe like a romantic movie, maybe or a romantic comedy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you'd go to maybe like a drama. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Then probably like an action movie. Because like you don't want to like... watch a horror movie, right? Like, that's your, you know, a documentary would be ahead of horror and action, right? You I know? like documentaries. So. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, I like the kind of independent movies, too. I don't know, like little things that are a little off, off yeah. the beaten path type movies. But, but an independent movie has a classification. There's independent horror, independent documentaries, independent comedy, right? Like I don't. I don't know. I kind of prefer TV to movies, to be honest. Like, I like yeah. movies. A good movie, I, I really do like. But it's also, I just feel like it's such a commitment. Even though I will watch eight episodes of whatever show I'm watching, the movie just feels like more of a commitment. Well, to, to go back to why we're even digressing here on Jen's favorite movies and these movies is because we're talking about Terminator 2. Yeah. Which one? The best movie. Yeah. It beat Backdraft, Boys in the Hood, JFK, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Again... The MTV Movie Awards, too, really their format is to kind of buck the trend of the Oscars and these other award shows. Because there are other award shows, and they even now they feel stuffy, and people are like, okay, so you're going to award these movies that maybe maybe commercially made a lot of money, or that are just like the artsy people consider them good. But it's like Terminator 2 didn't win the best movie, and it's a dope movie, right? So, you know, like I said, it's a movie we're still talking about. People still, it still holds up. I mean, is it really as good as like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves though? Or like, I've never seen JFK. But is from Terminator what 2 as good as Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? I don't like, know. is that a question? When was the last time you saw Robin Hood, Prince That's of Thieves? That's it. I haven't seen it since I was little, so I'm sure that it's I sound like It's silly and cringy. Ass. Oh, okay. It's, okay. I mean, it's good. I enjoy it. It's a, it's a romp, but it's not like. Okay. Like Terminator 2 is honestly a technical achievement number one number two it's a really good movie in terms of like you sit there and well, i mean you've seen it you know it's a good movie it's a good, movie. good sci-fi concept but it's just not something that's gonna win you know best best whatever right, right. it's just not going to at the academy awards but it wins i mean the, the fisher like robin williams is <laughs> nominated for the fisher king his performance is unbelievable in that movie. And you're going to tell me Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually better? It, it's just not no, true. No, that's not what it says. Best male performance. The yeah, category it says best Arnold Sh- Schwarzenegger won. Right, but what I'm saying to you Which is... Which is fine, because it's just MTV trying to be... These are MTV yeah, awards. Yeah, I get it. You know, and then when Blockbuster does their awards... Doesn't Blockbuster do awards, too? Like, oh, Blockbuster movie awards? We I think look they into do. That. I think they do. But when they do their awards, it's the same kind of thing, where you're like, hey, we're doing awards about what you like as the consumer like why are they not doing robin williams fisher king he was nominated for an oscar and didn't win for that movie mm-hmm. so you know robert de niro cape fear yeah great movie val kilmer the doors yeah great great performance kevin costner great but like who was the best that year it was arnold schwarzenegger same thing with female performance like there's no there's no question it's terminator 2 judgment day it's linda hamilton that's one of the best female action performances ever and i think that's they're trying to you know, I mean, look, the Oscars now today has a, has an award that they've not that they've like added to be like, oh, Twitter's most famous award or whatever, like because they're trying to appeal to a different audience of people that are like, why is Spider-Man No Way Home, the biggest movie that came out last year, maybe the most enjoyable movie that came out last year, not really getting recognition in the Oscars. Right. And the movie that won is Coda, which from what I hear is an amazing movie. And that movie is about, um, you know, the deaf community really great movie i haven't seen the movie it's on apple tv original you know apple tv plus you can watch it but like how many people are going to go out and watch it unless you're really into the oscars and i'm pretty into it and i mean i haven't seen that movie 
and I just didn't find the time to see it. And I think that's what they were trying to tap into here. And that's, again, what they were tapping into even now. The Oscars is trying to do something. Because it's like, people care about what they like. And most people like or liked Terminator 2. I think it was the biggest movie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, most desirable male. So, again, that's just trying to say, like, who do you want the most? Yeah. Keanu Reeves and Point Break. Like, I feel like that that's, that's pretty wonderful. It's hilarious. Um, most desirable female. Linda Hamilton, Terminator 2. Right? Which I was surprised that she beat um, Tia Carrera. And Christina Applegate? Well... Kim ba- Basinger? Julia Roberts? Like... I think, again, it just goes to maybe... May- maybe, too, they could just... It's pretty cool. I mean, she was badass in that movie. I'm not going to ma- say she was Maybe they just got the whole cast of Terminator 2. I don't even know. Because yeah. then the breakthrough performance was Edward Furlong, who's the kid in Terminator mm-hmm. 2. Mm-hmm. Best on-screen, on-screen duos are boys from Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Best villain. We talked about this movie. Rebecca De Mornay in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Best comedic performance they gave to Billy Crystal on... City Slickers. That was a funny movie. Oh, my. I forgot about City Slickers. Best song from a movie, Everything I Do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chart Topper. was everywhere. You know? And Best Kiss is from My Girl, which, again, that's just funny that they're doing that. The Best Kiss is funny. Yeah. Um, Best Action Sequence, the L.A. Freeway scene in Terminator 2. Again, they're just trying to figure out a way to get you to watch something else. Best New Filmmaker... John Singleton from Boys in the Hood and the Lifetime Achievement Award going to Jason for the Final 13th series. Yeah, that's Just funny. trying to do something to appeal to, you know. Yeah, and there's some performances like and Vogue performs My Lovin'. Mm-hmm. Never gonna get it. Ugly Kid Joe performs, Arrested Development, and uh, Vince Neil. Yes. That's yes. really it. Yeah, that's it. That was the MTV uh, Movie Award show. Again, mm-hmm. trying to appeal to a very specific audience. The audience that's watching The Grind. The audience that is not allowed to watch MTV. The audience that wouldn't be allowed to watch that movie. Because I wouldn't, you know, I shouldn't have been allowed to watch. Well, I think it's really trying to appeal to, like, people a little older. Like, maybe, mainstream. like, 15-year-olds. Right, you know, but, it's we main- were but it's mainstream. What did you like? You know? If, if Again, if I had to go back and think of those movies. If I could only take one movie from that year, it would be Terminator 2. It'd be tough, but it'd be Terminator 2. Like, I can let the other ones go away. But the last thing I had on here to talk about here in June was just summer marathon shows. What was your favorite when you were growing up as a kid? Do you remember that you put on? Like, for me, I know that I really enjoyed The Twilight Zone when they would just run that. Like, they would run that on Sci-Fi Channel and just put it on. I really enjoyed it. I mentioned it before. That's why I saw most of the episodes. I think they do it now, what, on New Year's Day? Yeah. So they did, but they I used think to they do, might it do it around Fourth of July too, maybe. And Fourth of July, they used to do about. it too. Yeah. yeah, but like that was something I enjoyed. Definitely New Year's Day, that's for sure. They and they, they would do, do, you know, and then obviously Shark Week comes along at some point too, oh. where they'd just be like, "We're gonna marathon this thing because we know that like you're not you're, you're out of the beach, you're living your life." How did that start? Um, you know, did, was there anything you remembered as a kid that stuck out? Like, what shows did you sit and like kind of binge watch back when they were you had to like leave the TV on? You know. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I I know I would watch a lot of Say by the Bell, but I think that's just because I had them like I had them taped. Right. Uh, I mean, what? It's okay to say no. Yeah. Because I just remember the way TV used to be, you know, and it's similar now. But man, even like TNT and some of they like they played shows, and now they just play a lot of movies. But like. They used to just play shows, and 
that's just what would be on. So in the summer, there would be nothing new, you know, like we just talked about. Shark Week started in 1988. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, But that's in July, I think. Yeah, I think it's in July, too. It is in July. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's a weird question. Like, I, I think I'd watch... I love, like, daytime TV during the sure. summer. Like, I'd be like, oh, cool, I get to watch... Guiding Light or whatever, I guess. No, it. not that. Like, talk shows. Okay. Although I do think I had a short, short Guiding Light watch. Maybe a few months. Or Days of Our Lives or whatever. No, it was it's definitely... The, the one I watched was Guiding, Guiding Light. But, um... I don't know why. Um... The... Like... Ricky Lake and... Sure. That kind of stuff. Like, you know... That kind of thing, Family Feud. Yeah. If that was on, like that's the kind of stuff. Prices Right. Probably, I mean, the, yeah. the or end of summer. Or probably of... put on VH1. Well, not VH1 back then, because that was like for old people back then. But I thought anyway, I'd probably put on MTV. Sure, but you I mean... know, I wasn't really into cartoons that much at all, um, so it wouldn't have been that. But any kind of sitcom that would. Yeah, like because I could remember like it was, it was weird, you know, because when I was a kid, if my parents liked it. Obviously, because you didn't have TVs and screens the way we have them now. Yeah. So if my parents liked it, then I could kind of watch it. So that's why I remember yeah. Twilight Zone would be on. Because, like, they would want to watch it. So then I could, wa- you know, Well, that's the thing. Because it. it was, like, a one, like, like you had, like, what, one or two. We had one, we had two TVs in the house. We had one in the living room, and it was a small house. So it was, like, you're either watching TV in the living room. No. Or um, there was one in the little office, but it literally had, like, a dial and like 10 channels so it only got like right. cbs nbc fox abc upn 9 and wpix 11 that's literally all you could get on this tv so um if i didn't want to watch what was on in the living room i'd have to pick something on one of those like five channels six mm-hmm. channels to watch it wouldn't probably be whatever's on upn or wpix to be honest it would be like oh look there's gonna be reruns of uh cosby show or whatever on and then uh, i don't know like Sister, sister, I, whatever was on, you know, is yeah, kind no, of what, it, it, or that, I could watch whatever my parents were watching in the living room, which do I want to watch Dallas? No. So see, like at this time, I think we probably had like two or three TVs, basically one in the living room. We might have one in our bedroom, but at this point, I think the three of us are sharing a bedroom, big bedroom, but three of us are in a bedroom until we move into our house. And once we move into our house, which is probably like a year or two from now, we have like Again, three TVs. I think my sister got like an old black and white TV in her room. I don't even think we had one in our room um, at this point. But it's just one of those things where like you had to pick something that most of the people would like. Or again, if my parents wanted to watch it, then that's what was on. So like Twilight Zone worked because my mom would like to watch that. And so it would just be on. Remember that? I remember at some point in the 90s, Dark Shadows, which was this like old. It was a radio show, wasn't it? It was. It might have been a radio show, but then it became a daytime like soap opera but it was about like barnabas um i forget his name barnabas something who when they remade the movie with johnny depp he played him um and he's a vampire and it's like (laughs) this is about like horror movie thing villains right like a vampire like a frankenstein Mm -hmm. like all of them together but not like the monsters it was more like melodramatic right oh yeah so that it wasn't silly. like fun. Yeah. And so yeah, it was a radio show in the sixties. Right. And then, but then it became a soap opera probably in the seventies. So then it was on, it would be mm-hmm. on 
for like two hours during the days and, and like on sci-fi channels so we'd all like watch it like i'd watch it with my sister <laughs> and my mom and it's literally a soap opera right like the soap opera tropes it's just yeah this is a vampire this is this is that so like i remember watching that and those are the things because it's like in the summer you're out playing you're out doing stuff you're not really yeah, watching all these shows um but i just wanted to kind of check in with you there because it is getting into the summer it is getting into that time of year there's not a whole hell of a lot of new shows yeah no i was a uh... I was a special kind of kid where I would become obsessed with a certain thing and then just rewatch it 85,000 times. Mm. So I had videos of like, say by the bell, I would rewatch a million times. Um, like things like that. Like, well, but that's the progression of our society too, though. Oh no, it's just how I, I mean, a lot of kids are like that, but that's how I was as a kid. I, you know, but I mean, now that's what it is because it was, it was, you know, that, that goes into then the ability to own these things, right. Which is going to come a little bit sooner because I mean, at least I know I had a huge collection of you know previously viewed DVDs and tapes and everything. You had all this stuff, right? So I had a big collection of movies and everything, and then that just transitions right to how Netflix won everything because they bought all the backlog of shows. They're like, oh, here's all these shows. We know that everybody loves to watch The Office. We know that everybody loves to watch Friends. Like you just sit there and put it on. Yeah. I mean, you do it all the time too. You just put these the old sitcoms sitcoms on. So that's that's also how our purchasing power goes as well. You know, we we are just buying all these shows to watch all these old shows yeah. you know and so that's what ends up happening in our society in general people like that because you like that familiarity that comfort like i don't have to worry if I'm, the office is on like a kid could be in the room and it's fine and whoever can be in the room and it's fine and everybody can laugh and everybody can move it's on a feel good just yeah, good vibes silly in your house sitcom. yeah you know so having said that i think we've covered june what do you think we didn't even talk about the saxophone situation well you're right. I know. Because there's one other thing <laughs> that we felt, yeah, maybe we'll dive into a little more in potpourri, maybe not. But here it is. Arsenio Hall and the legendary Bill Clinton saxophone event, <laughs> which again wraps back to MTV. So this was when the uh, kind of communities, younger people, were introduced to Bill Clinton running for president, the governor of Arkansas running for president. Arkansas. Yeah. Right? Little yeah, Rock, no, you're right. Arkansas. It's just it's not, just Yeah, that's like how would you know who he it's was? It's just so funny like to think like the person who's trying to who's connecting with the youth who's running as like the liberal democratic like Mm-hmm. The, the the Democratic candidate. Well, he's not even running. Like, this it's is just funny. I don't know. But this is also a different time for our country because it's not that he's running as the liberal Democrat. He's just like he's, he's a, a Democrat. He's a Southern Democrat. So Southern Democrats at this point are just their values are obviously different than Northern Democrats. But he's, Listen, he's I running watched, against George Bush, right? I watched House of Cards. Yeah, you know. I know. So yeah, he's William, William Jefferson Clinton gets introduced to an audience that watches Arsenio Hall. You know, people that watch his late night show meet him. He's playing saxophone. He's pretty he, good. I mean, as far as I know, I'm not a saxophoneologist. He but... wanted to be a saxophone player and was like, I'm not going to be a saxophone great. So I guess I'll just be a politician. That's what he wanted to do. He loved playing saxophone. Probably still does love playing saxophone. So it's a very appropriate instrument for uh, Bill Clinton to say, too. I'll exactly. just leave it there. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't need to but... get into anything, but <laughs> we all know about bill clinton and, and again soon I mean, enough uh, those things will be there yeah i mean again to be like yeah this guy's out here with his you know this melodic heartbreak hotel playing yeah. on the saxophone <laughs> out of all things to i know play right <laughs> pretty dope um but yeah. bill clinton made his made his this is a famous move a famous thing a famous 
activity on television because of how he connected with an audience. Now, I, I think we talked, you know, the next person that I can remember that really connected with an audience, Barack Obama, you know, who's connecting with everybody on his late night show appearances and things like that. You know, I can't yeah. I, I can't say that necessarily Trump connected with an audience on like late night shows. Right. Because I think he connected just throughout the 80s into the 90s. He was already a reality. Tele- yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. And then with reality TV. And I wouldn't say that uh, W connected. He did go on uh Show he was on Jimmy Fallon famously. Jimmy Fallon yeah, yeah, messed but his hair up. I don't think stuff. that's where. Yeah, but I don't like. I'm saying I don't. I don't think, think he it's reaching with an the, audience. The, the youth the way that people knew um, who Donald Trump was. People knew who George W was yeah. because of their name recognition. Nobody knew who Bill Clinton was, and nobody knew who Barack Obama was. So their appearances, you know, they're, they're the guys in between. You know, obviously people know who Joe Biden is, right? Because he was with Barack Obama, and he had been around for a long time. So people knew who they were. So this is really a big deal because you know, you're making a late night circuit run. Mm-hmm. on these shows and you get to introduce yourself to an audience in your own way because i think that's the biggest thing with politicians um because we all know they all lie no matter what side they're on and they're all telling a story for their constituents but when you see them as real people like when you see this here you know i'm not a ted cruz fan but i'll just never i i will never forget how ridiculous and silly his queso soundbite is oh my god we laugh at that all the time because it's like you're actually connecting with people in a way where you're just silly talking about queso and, and just, you know, again, nothing political. I don't like Ted Cruz, but this queso thing is funny. And so seeing this with Bill Clinton, like whether you like him or not, you're like, wow, the guy can really play music. He's a person. Like he had a life. Well, that's not whatever he's that. putting on in front of you. You know, the, the political nonsense, mm-hmm. you know, he loves music, loves music, loves to play the sax. So what else you got, Jen? That's it. That's all I got. There's a time that we figure out who's going to pay for dinner? Yeah. Fuck yes. As we do. We play our wonderful game. Our game is the uh, 90s. What is it? Just 90s game. Is that what this is called? Uh, Hello 90s trivia game? Hello 90s trivia game. Hello Let's go. First to three. Race to three. Let's go, Jen. What do you got? Oh, Hella. You're right. Hella. Hella. Okay. Because this is relevant mm-hmm. to what we've been talking about. What was the name of the Clinton's White House cat? Do you want multiple choice? Is it multiple choice? Yeah. Yes, then I need it. Mittens. Okay. Socks. Right. Whiskers. Right. Boots. I think it was... Socks. It was socks. How many NBA championships did the Chicago Bills, Chicago Bulls win in the 90s? Three. Six. Six. I'll give you the six because you realize. <laughs> I knew it was one or the other. Um, okay. It's the number of CDs you could get for a penny. From the BMG Music Subscription Service. Ten? Or six? Twelve. Ah. Okay. But didn't you have to pay like $35 shipping and handling? I don't remember. (laughs) Probably. Okay. So one one here. Okay. You have one guess. Tell me what this is. I was touted as the world's best aerobic exerciser. 
So get on track and dial my 1-800 number for a free video and brochure. When you buy me, you'll feel like you're cross-country skiing. What am I? Uh, <laughs> Gonna need an answer. Um, I'm doing... <laughs> is it an elliptical? It is a Nordic track cross-country uh, ski machine. Which we forgot to mention that. That infomercials were always on whenever they run oh out of space. Oh, my God. So That's another like thing. Half-hour infomercials. I would watch 100%. all the time. Those infomercials. Yeah. What spreadable product did Fabio and his luxurious locks... I cannot believe it's butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Spread that he just simply couldn't believe. Two to one. <laughs> what links these clues together, Jen? Bulbasaur. Squirtle. Charmander. Pokemon. Pokemon. Two-two. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Put these shows in the order they aired on ABC's 1993 TGIF programming lineup from earliest to latest. Just the time? I think so. So it's full house. In order they aired. Wait, and step by step. I didn't give you the... The shows yet. And hanging with Mr. Cooper. Okay. Can and, you... Okay. Step by step. Uh-huh. Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. Family Matters. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. So Family Matters was first. Boy Meets World was second. And Step by Step was third. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. got it. I win. Because I win. I, I need to get another one, don't I? I oh, asked yeah. you the first question. No, I asked you the first question. I started. I don't think that's accurate. Yes. I feel like I asked you the first question. The first question <laughs> I asked... Good thing we have this on recording. I know. The first question I asked was... How many... Oh, you, you, maybe you were right. I asked you how many championships did the Bulls win. And I asked you about the Clinton's cat first. And then I asked you about the Nordic track, which you got wrong. Mm-hmm. And then I asked you about the Pokemon, which you got right. Okay. What is the name of the 5,000-year-old genie played by Shaquille O'Neal in the fantasy comedy movie of the same name? Is it Kazoo, Shazam, Shaq-Fu, or Kazam? <laughs> is it Shazam? Kazoo. It is Kazam. <laughs> okay, fine. Now you won. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up. We are Becky Left the Chat, Mixtapes, Feed. I am Pat. That is Jen. We are edited by us. We are researched phenomenally by us. Phenomenally. We are produced by us. And you can catch us at BLC underscore pod on Twitter. Where on Instagram, Jen? BLC Mixtapes on Instagram. Uh, Becky left the chat at Gmail. If you feel like saying hello. Um, also, if you could rate and subscribe. Like, rate, subscribe. Yeah, really helps. Um, we appreciate everybody that does listen. Yeah, if you made it this far, thank you. And we keep going. You. We'll keep going. And we'll keep pumping these out as long as you guys want to keep listening. And maybe someday we'll get back to our Friday drops. Don't know when, but maybe. We're working on it. It We're could it, it could be in this set. You never know. Stranger things <laughs> could happen. 
Ooh, Stranger Things. Let's go watch that. Bye. Bye.